Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, it is Friday, August 26th. Thank you for joining Jeff and I throughout this week. Um, it's been fun, Jeff, uh, talking with you and, and learn a little bit more about you and just getting your insights into the Word. Um, next week is um, the fifth week of August, so that means Pam Dreyer will be on the podcast next week. She's our fifth uh, week of the month host, and she'll be joined by Katie Putnam. Um, and so um, uh, that will be a great week uh, for you guys to join next week to listen to Pam and Katie. So uh, make sure you plan on that for next week. Well, we're going to wrap up our week together by reading Luke 14, uh, 1 and then 7 through 14. Uh, so I will read that and then um, we'll see what Jeff gleaned <laughs> from that. So although technically that wouldn't be a good word because I said gleaned, gleaned. That's too yes, many letters. Too many but letters. Yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. You got it. So Luke 4, 14, 1, and then 7 through 14. One Sabbath, when Jesus went to eat in the house of a prominent a Pharisee, he was being carefully watched. When he noticed how the guests picked places of honor at the table, he told them this parable. When someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take a place of honor, for a person more distinguished than you may have been invited. If so, the host who invited both of you will come and say to you, give this man your seat. Then, humiliated, you will have to take the least important place. But when you are invited, take the lowest place, so that when you when your host comes, he will say to you, friend, move up to a better place. Then you will be honored in the presence of all your fellow guests. For everyone who exalts himself will be hum humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Jesus said to the host, when you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends and your brothers or your relatives or your rich neighbors. If you do, they may invite you back so you'll be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. All right. So as uh, we alluded to on Wednesday, this is very similar. <laughs> to that. So um, Jeff, kind of what... What did you take from this version of this kind of this idea? Yeah, well, uh, a couple things. And uh, this is very uh, near to Jan and I because this actually kind of happened to us oh. at a at a wedding reception. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, but we were at a wedding reception um, at Castle Farms in Charlevoix. We didn't really know anybody. Our son was in the the wedding party. Um, and, uh, like I said, we didn't know the family. We didn't, you know, so we were kind of by ourselves okay. is what it felt like. But, um, so the, the wedding, um, and the reception were both at the same facility. The wedding was outside and then we moved inside mm -hmm. to the reception and we, you know, we're trying to look for a table that was near the, where our son would be, which okay. was at the head table. Sure. Well, uh, so Jan and I were like, oh, well, here's a, you know, table that looks pretty good and there's nobody mm -hmm. sitting at it. Some of the others were already, people were sitting there yeah. and again, we don't know anybody. So we just kind of sat down and then started noticing, um, all these older folks with 
walkers and canes kind of uh, hovering around the table, you know, that we were at. And we're right. like, well, there's plenty of seeds, you know. Right. And people looking at us a little bit out of the corner of their eye, like, who, <laughs> well, are, who are these two? Well, then we finally, thankfully, we didn't eat anything that was on the table. But we finally kind of looked at the table. It was the grandparents' table. Oh. <laughs> Well, so we slinked away because okay. we we uh, recognized it before anybody kicked us off. Okay. I think we had a lot of people kind of looking at yes. us sideways, but oh, it was okay. a little bit humiliating. But yeah. um, but to to do it ourselves instead of wait until the end you right. know, was, was a little bit helpful. But so we ended up. I don't know. I think we were with the wait staff for a while okay. you know, because we were we were way in the back somewhere. But um, mm. yeah, I, I, it it was funny when when I was reading this. Um, getting ready for this. That was okay. one of the things that, that stuck out to us. But no, I, I think, you know, for me, I, I think the Pharisees, if if you've read any of the Bible, um, you know, they, they obviously were the folks who thought they were it, right? yeah, you know, right. that, that everybody needed to look up to them. So I think this story would really resonate you know, with them because they were very big on outward appearance. Yeah. You know, how do I appear to others? And I want to appear as the big shot. I want to be, you know, the one. I know it wasn't part of our passage, but it's funny. You know, obviously they right right in the beginning they said the Pharisees really invited them just because they wanted to watch and see and try to catch them. Yeah. Um, doing something. Um, but a couple of times in verse four and then in verse six, which I know, like I said, weren't part of the reading, but they had nothing to say. They remained silent. Yeah. You know, um, and it, it's I think it's it's funny and maybe the the. Pharisees were passive aggressive. I'm not sure because they certainly, you know, probably had a little hallway conversation afterwards yeah. and said, Oh, did you see him? What did you say about, you know, that, that kind of stuff. Um, so, but uh, no, I'm, I'm sure when, when Jesus started talking about places of honor, you know, they, they squirmed a little bit, Yeah, uh, you know, thinking, Oh, is he talking about us? Cause I mean, he <laughs> wasn't as vocal as he was when he, you know, what did he call them? Whitewashed, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, in, in some of the other gospels, and, and yeah. kind of got after the Pharisees a little bit more. I'm, I'm sure they they didn't like that. Yeah, you know, brood like of being, vipers. Yeah, yeah. like being humiliated. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I thought that was interesting too, because I also read the in between stuff and yeah. and just um, you know they're again they're always always trying to trick them, um, and so he kind of turns the tables on them since it was a Sabbath. And they have these rules, you know, he asked questions, um, you know, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? You know, who of you, um, you know, if one of your sons or an ox falls into a well on Sabbath day, will you not immediately pull them out? And so, uh, you know, Jesus didn't come right out and say, you're, you're wrong, you know, that you shouldn't be arrogant. You shouldn't have all these rules stuff, but he kind of, he poses questions um, that, have to force them to say, oh, wait a second. You know, I guess if it was my son who fell in the well on a Sabbath, I would rescue him. So just has that way of just asking questions that you kind of come to the conclusions of, okay, what I'm doing is not right. So so maybe that also is part of the, the purpose of him telling the story um, too, like about you chose where yeah. you sit, maybe yeah. you shouldn't. So um, just an interesting thing for me, um, in the two passages Wednesday, I always just um, assumed that this was a concept that Jesus came up with. You know, this mm -hmm. idea mm -hmm. of, hey, don't yeah. sit here. 
but to find out that that actually was back in, in Ecclesiastes, that Jesus isn't coming up with something new. He's actually taking what the Pharisees should have known because they were experts in the law. They right, would have known right. Ecclesiastes, all this. So just, um, you know, for me to learn that um, Jesus, you know, is reaching back to, again, their history and, and uh, you know, an important text mm -hmm. and using that as the foundation for his interaction here. So yeah. that was just a neat little takeaway yeah. for me. So Yeah, for me too. I mean, just uh, looking at how Jesus is so aware of what's going on around him, yeah. you know, and is able to take a circumstance, you know. So if you just think of the things that you normally do uh, here, he's he's just going to somebody's house to eat. Yeah. Right. But he's able to see what's going on mm. kind of, you know, in the moment. Yeah. Uh, he isn't he didn't come with a prepared sermon he didn't, right. you know, he didn't come and, and okay, I'm going to look for this and then I'm going to tell him this. He kind of let that come to him. And then when he mm -hmm. saw what was going on, that was a perfect opportunity to teach. Yeah. Right. And I think it's a, a good example for us. You know, maybe we do more of it with our kids. If you mm -hmm. see them doing something, well, this is a good teaching moment. Yeah. But I think, um, you know, from, from Jesus perspective, um, he, he saw them all picking a table of, of honor, and then, then he tells this parable. I would, you know, you and I sit here and go, well, that was pretty obvious, right, right. people? But the Pharisees may have been like, I don't know what he's talking about. I'm eating yeah. my salad. Right. You know, they, they're not really paying attention to what's going on. Yeah. But hopefully some did. It doesn't say, mm -hmm. but it'd be interesting after they heard that. I, I Well, let me put it this way. I'm assuming Jesus hasn't sat down yet. Okay. So he's he's watching what people are doing, and they're all taking the seat of yeah. honor. Um, so that's my assumption. It doesn't say whether that's true or not. So if he was doing that, and then he told this parable, did any of the Pharisees connect the dots and say, mm. maybe I should give Jesus my seat? Ah, I doubt it. Yeah, but, right. No, you know, probably not. It, yeah, so, but it's just interesting. And the mm. other thing that struck me, too, um, Again, it wasn't part of the passage, but it's squeezed in there in verses two through six that we didn't read. Mm -hmm. um, but but Jesus, you know, healed the the man with with dropsy, and you you kind of wonder, was that man invited? Mm. I doubt it. He, was, oh. he probably just was following like everybody else. Yeah. You know, was was trying to to get in front of Jesus, and you know uh, whether they were looking for healing or just wanted to hear his teaching or whatever it was. Um, because further on in the passage, you know, it's like, but when you give a bank, a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, yeah. which maybe the guy with drops, he falls into that category. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I wonder too, if that was another bit of a, a gotcha from Jesus yeah. to the, whoever was throwing the banquet, like, don't be so exclusive. Right. Right. And, yeah. and just hang with your own group. And I think as Christians, we tend to do that too. Yeah. You know, we can be exclusive and hang with our own group um, instead of maybe we should invite this person yeah. you know, or that person along as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. That, I'm glad you, you transitioned to that because that was one of the other the takeaways I have um, just that last part about, you know, this 
you know, Jesus saying, if you if you only invite your friends, the rich, then mm-hmm. chances are they're going to invite you to their party. Sure. And so, so there's no sacrifice right. on your part. But if you um, give a banquet and invite the poor and the crippled people who can't invite you back, then it truly is, um, you know, you're you're serving in humility and you're um, you're blessing those um, who are less fortunate, the, like we read about mm-hmm. in Hebrews. Um, and one thing that kind of I don't. Um, you know, so you, we can often see this as, hey, make sure you meet the needs of the less fortunate. Um, but as I read it, it kind of, and maybe this is me reading too much into it, but um, kind of like what you said, we can hang out with Christians. I think oftentimes, for me at least, um, it's very easy for me to spend time with fellow believers and, to, you know, so we can talk about Bible, we can have the podcast, we yeah. can, li- whatever, we can come to church on Sunday. But really, um, you know, Jesus didn't come for the the healthy. He came for the sick. So who should I be in relationship with? Mm-hmm. Um, I probably shouldn't. I mean, it's important to be with fellow believers, sure. but really um, what I need to be doing, and I don't do enough of it, is seeking out people who don't know Jesus, mm-hmm. who aren't a part of his kingdom, who maybe have, they still have their mouths closed to mm-hmm. go back to what we talked about, the baby birds, right? Um <laughs> And so am I really throwing the party for inviting the right people? And so what in my life do I need to be doing differently so that um, I can share God's love, his um, salvation, his his grace, um, the fact he'll never leave us or forsake us with people who really need to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I do enough of that. And so that was kind of a personal conviction for yeah, me. So you know, that, I think that would be true of myself and a lot of yeah. people, you know, listening yeah. to that for sure. So yeah. good. Well, as we kind of wrap up uh, today in the week, um, so is there any like over our, I mean, we've talked yeah, a lot about yeah. some common threads, but as you kind of wrap up your time here, is there any big picture challenges yeah. or lessons you want to leave with our? For sure. Yeah. I think, you know, we've, we've talked about, of a few of the threads, I think for me, one being, you know, that, that reflection on the past or just mm-hmm. remembering and, and what God's done and trusting that. But I think also, um, especially with the last couple of passages that we've read have been around humility. Yeah. And I think one of the, the verses for me then when I was thinking through that, um, that kind of resonated that maybe is, is a good challenge uh, to, to end with anyway. Um, is Colossians 3, 12 through 14, mm-hmm. where it says, uh, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, mm-hmm. humility, gentleness, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievance you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Awesome. Thank you. That is a perfect way to end. So I'm not going to say anything else, (laughs) Um, but just, yeah. So as that was Colossians 3, 12 to 14. So may have that be um, kind of a a verse you resonate on over the weekend. um, And and how can you uh, follow what that means? So um, thank you so much, Jeff, for joining us. And those listening, thank you for joining us and enjoy Pam and Katie next week. Uh, Thanks. And we'll talk to you later. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. 
If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.